0: Welcome to Talent Hub Talk. I am Ben Duncan, and this is a place where prominent and inspirational figures from both the local ANZ and global Salesforce Ohana share their stories. Hello, and welcome back to Talent Hub Talk. And Today, it's just myself, Ben. I hope everyone has had a, a good start to 2023. And, uh, and really, the purpose of this episode is just to really summarize what we've seen in the first quarter of 2023 and, uh, and provide an update to the podcast we released early in January, where I kind of summarized what I was expecting to see in um, early 2023 and see how much of that has kind of come to fruition and, and how the market is shaping up, um, especially in Australia and also a little bit on New Zealand as well. So I think it's important to get off to starting with the news that we heard in January from Salesforce in that they were expecting a, or they weren't not just expecting, they were rolling off around 10% of their workforce across the world, which which definitely did impact some people in this region. So we, we have seen a number of people and have been finishing up or are due to finish up with Salesforce in both Australia and New Zealand. I would say that most of the affected roles, most of the affected people were in sales or customer success or marketing or or, or those areas, not so much in professional services. Although we have seen some people that have been impacted in the professional services space, predominantly from an acquisition that Salesforce made, I think it was last year, um, and, uh, and some of the people that came through. The acquisition have unfortunately been affected and have been let go, or are finishing up soon with Salesforce. So that was the the big news that we saw early in January, and uh, and I, I guess that did impact the market in January. We definitely saw January being a quieter month in terms of vacancies and movement, and that isn't uh, abnormal for January, especially in Australia with Australia Day, school holidays, things like that. Often there there is quite a um, a lot of people that aren't working in January. They they tend to take longer holidays. Um, so things sometimes are a little bit quieter in terms of um, of hiring decisions being made. Doesn't mean you can't find a job in January. It just means that sometimes things uh, get dragged on a little bit and some of the the, the pointy decisions aren't made until late Jan or, or early Feb. So we definitely did see January being a, a slower month compared to what we've seen in in Feb and March. We also saw a few other companies letting Salesforce professionals go from from their team, um, not just targeting specifically Salesforce people, but obviously Salesforce employees were caught up in in some layoffs across industries, including fintech, some finance and education, and also some other consulting companies. So definitely have been a number of people impacted by layoffs in the Salesforce ecosystem, not just at Salesforce, but other companies in Australia and New Zealand in the early part of this year. We have spoken and seen a number of Salesforce partners still talking about growth and, um, and looking to increase their headcount, but I think across the board, we've definitely seen i would say a little bit of nervousness um a bit a little bit of um i guess people slowing down making decisions um some consulting companies are now waiting to to have projects approved signed off one um you know ready to start before they're hiring for their teams whereas in 2021 2022 we were seeing companies hiring on mass ahead of time with the potential of winning projects. So that's kind of slowed down this year. Um, and although we are, like I said, seeing some partners that are still talking about some big growth this year, we're we're seeing probably more across the board, people stabilizing and looking to get everyone that they've got in their team out on projects and, um, and, and going a lot slower with their growth plan. That's what I would say is the typical stance from a lot of partners at the moment, hiring when, when they have a, a, a really defined requirement. And, and that's probably a good thing, the way the market is, rather than hiring in the expectation that a project will come up. Unfortunately, uh, I'm recording this in um, kind of mid mid-March. And news broke last week of Zero making redundancies, so that that was probably the biggest headline that we've seen um, in ANZ since the, the Salesforce layoffs in terms of uh, that impacting tech staff in ANZ. So Zero have um, have let go of uh, a large number of employees, and um, that will be both across Australia and New Zealand. I'm yet to see how much and how significantly that impacts the the Salesforce headcount there. I'm guessing probably likely that some people will be caught up in that, but we haven't seen that yet in terms of people reaching out or, or people uh, you know now looking for for new employment having having left zero but yeah that's obviously big news it's news like that that has an impact on the market in terms of how other people are feeling so when that news broke, we were having conversations with other hiring managers from other companies that then expect to see more talent on the market. So, yeah, I, I think when, when big companies lay off tech staff, uh, everyone starts to think that there's going to be more and more Salesforce talent on the market. And that doesn't necessarily always um, eventuate. It doesn't always mean that, you know, there, there's now an abundance of people looking for work. And we're not really seeing that yet. We will soon be releasing our Salesforce survey for the year and uh, some of the stats that that will show in there are really interesting and um, a really good comparison to what we've seen over the last couple of years. But yeah, we're not seeing like a mass number of Salesforce talent are just sitting around looking for work still. We are seeing more people coming onto the market, but it's um, it's definitely not um, a case of uh, of lots and lots of people struggling to find work right now. So it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the year pans out. Time to hire is definitely increased, so interview processes are taking longer. There are probably more rounds for, for most companies or more time between rounds where they're looking to make sure that they're hiring the very best person for their requirement and not just hiring the first person that's, uh, that's suitable for their requirement. So we're getting a lot of customers that historically might have been happy to see one or two CVs and, and make a, a decision based on two people, whereas now they're looking for you know three, four CVs and, and make a comparison on a bigger t- a group of, of potential candidates. And I think that, that really flows down from where, where there's press around companies letting people go, the perception is there are more talented people in the market. So uh, we are definitely seeing companies kind of drag their heels a little bit more, take more time with hiring and making sure that they're getting a good selection of of different profiles before making a decision. We're definitely seeing more applicants per vacancy. If you look on LinkedIn, you can see when a job is posted, you can see how many other applicants there are. We're definitely seeing the, the applicant numbers going up. But um, in the back end, we're, we're also seeing that a lot of the applicants aren't suitable for the roles that they're applying for. So lots of people that aren't even in the Salesforce ecosystem are applying for Salesforce roles and um, people that have never probably um, even been on Trailhead before are applying for Salesforce roles. And I think that's just uh, because more people are unfortunately unemployed in, in different areas um, outside of Salesforce than they have been over the last few years. They're probably throwing their net further and, and wider than, than they would have in the past and applying for roles that that they don't always meet the requirements for or probably aren't even that keen on on doing it's just um, a volumes game so uh, so yeah don't be put off if you're you're looking at a linkedin role and you're seeing that you know there might be 50 60 100 applicants before you because not all of these applicants are, are going to be right for the role Interestingly, we are still seeing candidates being counter offered, although there's obviously not as many vacancies in the market as there have been over the last couple of years and not as many companies actively hiring and some people obviously laying off staff. We are seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of companies are still keen to retain and, and make sure they're keeping their best talent. Therefore, um, offers are, are definitely still happening, and uh, I expect that will continue to happen. For you know, um, any any highly valued member of staff in, in a company, and if the company aren't going through a downturn themselves, they'll be looking to retain their best talent. So, if you are looking at new roles and uh, and looking to to leave your current role, you probably can expect some sort of counteroffer when you you do leave your role. We're still seeing uh, multiple offer situations for for certain skill sets, so um, we've seen candidates get multiple offers if they're uh, developers, admins, functional consultants. so yeah, people are uh, still interviewing for for multiple roles, being offered multiple roles and having to make a decision um, based on uh, on a variety of, of factors. So, uh, so yeah, there's, there's definitely still opportunities out there for people. Interestingly, I've found over the last couple of months that working with candidates that are immediately available, people that are potentially might've been impacted by redundancies with their previous company. They're interviewing with lots of different companies and sometimes getting multiple offers, but sometimes some of these offers are coming after they've already started in a new role, which makes it really difficult for them, obviously, because um, sometimes these offers might be you know, more money and then the role they've just recently secured or uh, might be a better suited role for them in their eyes. The one thing I would say about this is um, if you are signing a contract and starting in a new role, uh, make sure it's, it's something that you're committed to and, and the role that you're you're happy to stay in. Um, if you're not 100% committed to that role, and if you're not sure on the role, rather than signing a contract and starting, I'd speak to the the employer about you know maybe delaying um, your decision, maybe explaining that you're considering a few different things and you want to be sure of your decision before you commit, and yet just buying yourself a bit more time to consider all of the different options on the table, because it, it really does make an impact on a company if you start. And then eventually decide to leave quite quickly. Some of the impact could be that they've they've declined other candidates that they were potentially suitable for the role as well when they chose to hire you. And then those other candidates that were declined have then gone on to find other roles, which means the company's back at square one with their their recruitment process. It might mean that projects are delayed. Um, obviously, there's some costs involved, like getting your your system set up and your um, your computer and things like that. Um, and ultimately, it just leaves a bad taste in everyone's mouth. You know. On the flip side, if you imagine you start in a role in the first week and the company turn around to you and say, actually, you know what? A better candidate's come on to the market and we're going to hire them instead and let you go. That wouldn't feel great to you. So um, if you imagine that's kind of the equivalent that that you're doing that to the company in reverse. And I appreciate everyone needs to look after themselves and their long-term career aspirations and goals. But I think it's really important not to uh, muck anyone around. So it's better to be honest and say that, you know, I'm considering multiple offers. Therefore, rather than signing this contract, I just want to finalize the process with the other roles. Before I start in this role, I just want to conclude a few interviews um, just because I don't want to mess anyone around. I think that's definitely the right way to go about things. So yeah, just just my advice and my insight on that. We are seeing more companies looking for the hybrid model. Uh, More companies are looking to get people back into the office at least a couple of times a week. This year, we have placed a couple of fully remote roles with certain companies, but on the whole, I would say more and more companies are looking for some physical presence in an office, whether that's one or two or, or more times per week. And and really, we are seeing that candidates are preferring to have at least a base that they can go to occasionally, um, again, maybe one or two times a week. Obviously, there are some people that prefer re- remote roles, but I would say on the whole, we are seeing that the kind of average of both company and candidate wanting to, to have some presence in an office um, weekly, at least. Salaries are, are fairly stable, I would say, um, including daily rates. Um, we haven't really seen them rise over the last six or so months, I would say. Towards the back end of, of last year, they kind of peaked. And we, we've not really seen people, you know, getting 20, 30% pay rises that potentially they were getting last year and the year before. Um, we're seeing some people move for the same money, seeing some people uh, take a, a little bit of a backward step when they've been impacted by layoffs and then um, secured another role quite quickly, but a slightly lower salary. And yeah, we're seeing daily rates pretty um, flat in terms of uh, not, not necessarily any growth over the last uh, year or, or so. As an example, senior developers probably earning the same or similar to what they, they were earning a, a year ago at the, the real peak of demand through the COVID period. It'll be interesting to see how that kind of evolves over the next 12 or so months. I think the, the salaries are really healthy still in the market, but I don't think there's there's a huge amount of growth on the cards in a lot of the the Salesforce skill sets. Interestingly, we we, we haven't seen a huge number of contract requirements compared to what we were seeing a couple of years ago or or, or even last year. And we have seen some contractors that have decided to go into permanent roles because they weren't finding the right contract role or the right volume of contract roles within their area of expertise. And at the beginning of the year, we weren't really seeing that. We were seeing people holding out for contracts, whereas now we are seeing people that are, are being more open to taking on a permanent role. But when they are looking to move from a contract to a permanent role, they are often looking for something that they're not getting in a contract. So career growth, um, training and, and learning and development opportunities. So obviously, they're taking a bit of a hit on the, the, the earnings because a daily rate typically will pay more than a salary, but they're looking to, to gain things from their employer that they wouldn't typically get in a contract role. So we are seeing more people make that switch, but i um, looking for a trade-off to kind of supplement the, the loss of earnings. And February and March have uh, have been busier months than January, for sure. So it shows there are still jobs out there, still opportunities. We're still seeing companies hiring. And yeah, I don't expect that will um, necessarily change too much over the next couple of months. But obviously, we have to be aware of the economy, the, the global economy, and, and what's happening in, uh, in different locations. And let's uh, keep an eye on that, and I'll keep uh, updates coming. But as it stands, if you are looking for a Salesforce opportunity or you're looking to hire into your team, Obviously, we would love to help, love to offer any advice that we can. And uh, yeah, always here to uh, bounce ideas off of uh, each other and, um, and help with uh, any recruitment related topics or career related goals and aspirations. So uh, feel free to reach out anytime and we look forward to hearing from you. So that's a wrap for this week's episode. And thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the chat. And if you did, please make sure you have subscribed for future episodes that are coming through. I would also be very grateful if you would consider leaving a review on your chosen podcast platform as five-star reviews will help us to reach more trailblazers from across the world. I look forward to sharing another episode with you soon and thanks again.